0: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
1: Today is Tuesday, April 11th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the way the sun shines through the trees in the window behind where Callie sits in the studio.
0: Do you know who else is grateful for that?
1: Well, Lily and Sadie are both grateful for the sunbeams that come through the windows. I don't think they really care about the trees.
0: No, they don't care about the trees, but they are grateful that the... Sunshine comes in the right way yeah. and the windows in the studio because Lily gets to do two of her favorite things, be with her people and take a sun nap. Right. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful that there are people so smart that they can thrive in medes- medical school and then do all of these crazy things that you and I know absolutely nothing about.
1: And we're thinking about that today because... We got important IVF news.
0: We did. So I went yesterday to uh, Shady Grove Fertility, which is where we've been doing my fertility treatments, and to get a blood test to find out if I am pregnant or not. And I am not pregnant.
1: Womp, womp.
0: So um, I don't know. I, I feel a little less devastated this time only because... I, every other time before we've been like, yeah, you're pregnant, but now you're not. And that I think is way more devastating. And for me triggers a lot of, um, really hard things related to our miscarriage, miscarriage. Um, so that just all comes flooding back and it's really hard. This one was like, you're not pregnant at all. Right. So I don't know. I feel grateful that we have Ellie. I feel grateful that we have six more ice babies hanging out that are healthy. Um, and I'm grateful that Dr. Libby's so awesome because there is no way that I could do what she does. And it's just cool to hear about like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do next. And then yeah. there's like all these little minor tweaks they can make. Um, they don't know why it happened that, or why it didn't happen. Um, Cause everything data wise looks good except for my age. Um, but Hey, I just told Jeff, what did I say? Hillary Swank just had twins at forty-eight years old. So did you know,
1: she? Did she carry them? She did. Wow. Well, yeah. Good for her.
0: So that is that update. I, you know, I'm sad, but I'm also grateful, and I also see. I. F- this is a weird coping thing, probably, but I was going through all of like the good things that are. That make it okay. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we won't have a baby at Christmas. Yeah. Oh, like I'm not getting, you know what I mean? Um, oh, you,
1: there's zero chance now of you being in a house with three Scorpios.
0: Zero chance, which, which is, is amazing. It,
1: that's nightmare fuel right there. We are very high maintenance.
0: <laughs> You're a little high maintenance, but I love you. Uh, and this also means maybe um, we can go on a trip for your 50th birthday.
1: Um. Well, I... Will they will implant or transfer? transfer. What's the proper word? Transfer. Transfer. They will, imp, they will transfer embryo we'll number two sometime in the next 30 days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you'll, there's still a very good chance that you will be very pregnant. Yeah. In November. Could be. And we've already kind of, and we kind of scrapped the yeah. big trip plan in anticipation of that. Yeah. Because I think. I don't know. I, I just don't. I think either a long road trip or a, uh, any sort of plane flight after seven months would be so terribly uncomfortable. Wouldn't well, it, it's even- not terribly
0: uncomfortable. I think it just gets more and more dangerous to be away from your doctor. Yeah. Anyway, so how are you feeling about it?
1: I, I appreciate. I am grateful for the opportunity to. Well, not for for me. I don't know anything different more than I knew 24 hours ago but our doctors have already gone over Callie's doctor has already gone over with her these five things that are going to happen differently next time and uh, so it's a learning opportunity mm-hmm. you know so um, I, I'm grateful for that I I am kind of matter of fact about it which I don't know if that feels weird it feels weird to have been so sad after the IUIs didn't work Mm -hmm. and have this one be more have this one simply be, well, we can't wait for next month. And obviously super grateful that we had so many, we have so many embryos. Mm -hmm. Um, I've started following a couple Instagram accounts that are, that are couples on their, on the same road that we're on. And they do, what's it called? The harvesting? Is that the right word? Egg retrieval? Retrieval. I don't know why I keep wanting to say harvesting. It seems so farmish. The retrieval, and they'll only get two or three eggs from that. Then they've got to fertilize them.
0: That's a lot of of people. Yeah. That's the case for a lot of people.
1: So I'm just incredibly grateful and incredibly lucky and, and very much looking forward to next month and tackling this with the knowledge that we now have. And by we, I mean- Dr. Libby has about what happened this month.
0: And also don't forget, I mean, I didn't have a fever the day before I went in to get this embryo, but I I was up all night yakking like two nights before. So my body was also not hundred um, percent well, I think. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Maybe it's just not, this one wasn't meant to be, but it's okay. We move forward and I know exactly what the plan is. So I think maybe that's why. Right the IUI stuff was harder because it was like, well, or more stressful. It's like, Oh, what do we do after? Well, this time we know exactly what we're doing after, you know? Yeah. So,
1: so I mentioned on yesterday's episode of the podcast that the, the biggest moment of the, the weekend was also my lowest point. And it was the disaster that became Easter dinner.
0: Okay, so...
1: Now, let's talk about all the good Easter stuff. Ellie got to find eggs. We got to dye eggs together. She got an Easter basket with toys and treats in it from uh, from the Easter bunny in the morning. And then Callie's parents and Ellie's Uncle Ray came over in the afternoon, and they got they brought her an Easter basket as well. So... It was a good day. Ellie got spoiled with candies and toys and treats. The weather was beautiful. Everything was great, except for dinner.
0: And Jeff really prides himself. You take dinner very personally. Like, if it's great, you're so excited about it and enthused about it. But if it's not great, you super judge yourself. And... I I was bragging and I think I kind of jinxed it because I was bragging on Fresh Market because for Thanksgiving, the past couple of years, my parents have ordered from Fresh Market and it's easy and it's done and it's whatever. So we're like, let's just do Fresh Market. And I did go against my gut instincts because my gut instincts said, order a honey baked ham. Cause you can't, I have never had a bad honey baked ham like ever. And it's kind of like foolproof It seems that way. I think think
1: we need to talk about why we didn't order a honey baked ham.
0: Because we went on the honey baked ham website and we looked at their sides in addition to the ham. And the picture of the macaroni and cheese looked so unappealing that we took our business elsewhere. And I'm not kidding. We are. That was a fat kid move. But honey baked ham, go put a more delicious picture of macaroni and cheese on your website, because that is a staple.
1: It just looked dry and the and pale.
0: It just didn't look like... It looked
1: like unhealthy macaroni and cheese. And I think we were just thinking of the convenience. Callie was going to make a salad. Her mom was going to make dessert. I was going to make my dad's uh famous deviled egg recipe. And we were going to do the ham and a couple of sides from a place. And we just wanted to get it all from one place. We probably should have gotten the ham at Honey bake, because I'm with you. They are never not solid.
0: It's like great American cookie. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever had a bad great American cookie? No, they're always fresh. They always taste the same.
1: And if you have had a bad one, it's still good.
0: It's still good. It's the same thing with Honey Baked Ham. Like they just know what they're doing and it's consistently good.
1: So we got a, so we ordered the the ham from Fresh Market and the note said, this will feed up to four people. So we we decided also to grill some steaks and just do some sliced beef on the side. Callie doesn't care for lamb. So we were just going to do steaks, the, the ham and a couple of sides. Well, and then the sides, we ordered the same size for up to four people.
0: No, we ordered four to six people because on the website, it says, do you want it? Like, how many people are you trying to feed with this? And we selected the four to six one
1: across so, the board. So we go to the store to pick it up. The ham is much bigger. It will easily feed. It would have easily fed 10 people. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a big ham. And the sides were small. They would not have fed Four people, so we bought extra sides. We which, by the
0: way, one side was affordable. Two sides makes it expensive. Like two sides for the price, we would have definitely gone to like Costco or something.
1: And we we make the ham following the. This is the that was the the sizing issue was the first red flag. The second red flag was the instructions that they give you on heating up the ham because it's already cooked. So you just have to heat it. The instructions they give you say one time, but when you unwrap the ham, there's actually a sticker on the foil that says a completely different time. One says 10 minutes per pound at 300 and whatever degrees. The other one says 15 to 18 minutes per pound, I think at the same temperature. And in the land of ham, that's a big difference. In the land of ham. So the ham goes in the oven and... It's covered, it's got the water in the pan, and it, I killed it. I, it was too dry, it was in there too long. It was one of those spiral cut ones where you're just supposed to be able to peel the things off, but they were already peeling apart because they had dried so much. It just, the ham was bad. The ham came out a little bit earlier, which means the steaks were a little bit rushed. The steaks seemed to me a little bit dry.
0: So Jeff was bummed about that.
1: The sides were fine. The macaroni and cheese was fine. The potatoes were really good. Actually, both sides were really, really good. The salad you made was great with the homemade dressing. I thought that was so good. And I made a homemade cornbread. That while trying to find moist pieces of ham and get the steaks <laughs> off the grill, completely forgot was in the oven.
0: So about halfway through our meal, I was like, Jeff, did you mean to leave the cornbread still in the oven? And you were like, nope, completely forgot. So I pull it out and it is hard as a Frisbee.
1: It's basically a hockey puck. It's pretty much a hockey puck. It's a lar- It was one of those cast iron skillet mm-hmm. things. And so I will say I made for the first time in my life pimento cheese. That was great. In honor of the masters. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the big Augusta national thing. Pimento cheese. That came out really, really well. The end that, that everything out there part of the meal. Was, and the
0: crackers for the pimento cheese, the store bought uh, box crackers were good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was just so. Womp, womp. I was just so bummed. Cause if one thing went wrong. If the ham was dry, but the steaks were great, then oh well, that whatever. Yeah. If the and the steaks weren't bad, no, I
0: thought the steaks were really good. I thought you were
1: way too hard on yourself about that. They they just didn't get to rest long enough, so they weren't very moist. And then the the hockey puck of the cornbread. I think that
0: the the correct term for beef is juicy, not moist. I don't think beef can be. Oh yeah. Why
1: did I say moist? I hate that word.
0: Yeah. So. Uh,
1: Anyways, so that was. The saving grace is it was so bad. Oh, and the deviled eggs were great. Deviled eggs came out great. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The saving grace was that it was so bad. It was actually funny.
0: Yeah. We all got a really good laugh. And I feel like stuff like that, you just can't take too seriously. Like, what else are you going to do? You just got to laugh.
1: The thing that upset me the most, honestly, is that it cost a lot of money. The fact that we went to, Yeah. The fact that the fact that we bought all that stuff from fresh market
0: and oh. in the most upside, non upsidey thing ever, Jeff sends me a text after he picks up the sides and was like, Meh. was like, I'm going to go to Costco just to make myself mad and see how much cheaper this would have been at Costco.
1: I don't even know why we didn't think of Costco. Why do we I env- have
0: no idea? Because the Costco had- mac and cheese looks so good and you could feed like a family of 10 for two weeks on this macaroni and cheese. And it's only like $13. It
1: was 13 bucks, which which is what the, we spent almost $30 on mac and cheese. Yeah. At Fresh Market. And it was great, but. It's a half a tank of gas. Anyways, happy Easter. At least it's a memory that will live in Easter infamy. Right? Right. Yeah. So remember that time, remember that time that we ruined Easter dinner? We, I mean,
0: me. If you have been listening to the show for a minute, you know that I am not shy about saying how obsessed I am with pelvic floor physical therapy. And I went, when I was pregnant, I could like barely walk. I was like hobbling around, like only halfway through my pregnancy because I had lower back pain really, really bad. And one of my friends was like, Callie, you've got to go to the Ravel they helped me so much through pregnancy pains and stuff like that. So I went, my life was forever changed. They prepared me for Ellie's birth. They helped me so much with my C-section scar after they helped with all this stuff, truly changed my life. And we just released like last week and the week before a mini series podcast for them. And it is so interesting. And if you have heard me talk about this and you're like, I don't know. I have questions. What do they do there? What's the deal? Who are these people? Cause it is a really personal thing. Um, you need to go listen to their podcasts and they've broken it down really beautifully by topic. So the name of the podcast is in between and, um, it's got like a pinkish purple cover if you're looking for it. Cause there's a couple of, of shows called in between, um, here are the topics. What is a pelvic floor? all about pelvic floor physical therapists like what they do what a typical appointment is like stuff like that um why sex can be painful preparing your pelvic floor for childbirth and that includes c sections by the way getting your body back down there down there after childbirth and Pelvic floor PT and menopause. So they have really great topics. It was an awesome mini series. I don't think Jeff has any comments on this, but
1: no, I don't. It was, it was. <laughs> but you saw how
0: much it changed things for me.
1: Yeah, and it was just very funny. We what, what would have been a great podcast is us actually recording the brainstorming sessions because I had nothing except pee when you sneeze. So that was my that was my go-to. contribution. Yeah, it was my go to with everything. So I said, well, you could do an episode and talk about, you know, take a topic like um, pee when you sneeze and, you know, frame it this way and blah, blah, blah. And then then every discussion was that. And finally, I just said, you know what, Callie, you know what to do.
0: So the information is really interesting, but Amy and Kelly are awesome. And I think that's something you can speak to Jeff. Yeah. They're super cool. They're so cool. And they make something that could be really intimidating, not intimidating at all. And it honestly feels like appointments with them feel like you're talking to a girlfriend. There is stuff that I've said to them about my body that I would have, I would 1000% never say to my best girlfriend or to Jeff. And I'm going to keep it that way because you know, patient patient confidentiality. So go check it out. It's called In Between I have been a Thrive Cosmetics customer for years based on recommendations from one of my girlfriends, and I started using it after I became allergic to my lash extensions glue. So I had to let my beautiful lashes go, my fake lashes, but now I use the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, and I have my own beautiful eyelashes that are highlighted with this mascara. So it mimics the look of lash extensions. It has more than 25,000 five-star reviews for a reason, and It has a tubing formula, which means that it wraps around each lash individually as you apply it, and it dramatically lengthens and defines your lashes from root to tip. And there is no clumping, no smudging, no flaking, and the ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. Plus, it slides right off when you're ready to take it off with warm water and a washcloth. No soap required. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 50 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com/upside. That's thrivecosmetics com slash t i c s.com/upside for 15% off your first order.
1: So we had a very small crisis in the house just a couple days before we were having a lot of people over for dinner and it was our garbage disposal. It broke. It was unusable. So what should we do? No worries. We've got a Lomi. If you don't know what a Lomi is, we've talked about it on the show for a few weeks now, but a Lomi turns food scraps into dirt with the push of a button. It sits on a shelf in the garage. It doesn't make any noise. It's completely out of the way. There's no smell. And thanks to it, we have so much less food waste, so much less garbage. You don't really realize how much food waste and garbage you have, whether you have a garbage disposal or you just use your garbage can. You don't really realize how much you create until you have something else to do with it, like turn it into dirt. You can start making a positive environmental impact, or you can just make a cleanup, and garbage takeout that much easier with a Lomi. Go to Lomi, dot com slash upside and use the promo code upside to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off by going to dot com slash upside and use promo code upside at checkout. Food waste is gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip or a rainy trip Out to the garbage can.
0: KiwiCo is defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and seriously fun. From engineering robots to learning about the science of cooking, there's interesting topics for every kid and real hands-on skills to explore. Now, you can get crates from KiwiCo as young as when your baby is born. Okay. We got Ellie's first crate when she was just two months old and it came with um, some toys and some things that support her development that I didn't even know she needed. And now that she's a little bit older, we have advanced to the koala crate. So our last crate, she got a little doctor's kit, which she absolutely loves. And it's so fun for her to have things to hands-on play with, but also be educational too. And then as the kids get older, I've Some of my friends crates for their kids that are seven or eight, and they had really cool science projects, and everything came with the order, so you don't have to do a ton of prep to get your kids entertained. Just sign up for KiwiCo and you'll get a new box every month. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash upside. That's 50% off your first month at k i slash upside.
1: I have got a brilliant idea, another brilliant idea that I'm just giving away. This involves Jeff
0: doesn't have time in his schedule for all of his brilliant ideas. No,
1: no, 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 no. But I have them, and I want them to come to life. I think Callie and I spent part of last weekend, uh, kind of spring cleaning, decluttering, finishing cleaning out the garage, just random stuff. And as always, we we did. You did a lot of it, (laughs) and as we, as often happens during our semi-annual cleans or whatever, uh, I go off on a rant about how frustrated I am at all the stuff that we own and how disorganized it is and how we consistently make, regularly make promises to ourselves to clean stuff, to organize stuff, to get rid of stuff that we don't use. And then life just happens and we never do. And then six months later or a year later, we, I look at a closet and go, "We've got to redo this whole thing." And it's, it's just the way. And I think every, I think this happens everywhere. Right?
0: My dad has literally been saying this my entire life.
1: Yeah, my dad has been slowly cleaning out the attic in the home where he lives, the home where I grew up. Uh, whenever the mood strikes him, he just goes up, gets a box, goes through it, donates, sends some of the stuff to 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 me or whatever. Just. Purchase it um, so I here's my brilliant idea. I think that there should be a service that that there's, there's first of all, the first thing we have to do is we have to invent a lock, a padlock that has some sort of light on it that changes color when it's unlocked, okay? so maybe the padlock is red. And then if somebody unlocks it, the light turns green until it gets reset by some master key or whatever. I got it. Mm -hmm. So now we have a padlock with a light on it it gets locked. The light is red and stays red until it's unlocked. Understood. Mm -hmm. Here's the business idea. Storage companies should, or you just go rent a locker at a storage company. Maybe this will be a third party service and you put one of these red red and green padlocks on the storage locker. In that storage locker, you put all the stuff that you don't use, but you're having a hard time getting rid of. You put it in the storage locker, and you lock it. And then you hire this company who will go by, confirm that the light on the lock is red, and then they will go back by six months or 12 months later, you pick the amount of time, maybe three months later, whatever amount of time, and if the light is still red, meaning that you have not gone into that locker, that you have not needed anything out of that locker, that you do not want anything out of that locker, after a full year, the light is still red, they can open it, they sell everything, and they split the proceeds with you. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. If you go into the locker to get something, The light turns green, Mm -hmm. right? And then the company, when they come by, they reset it, turn it back to red, and then the clock starts all over again. Mm -hmm. So you don't even have to think about it. You don't have to, because how I've done that, I've said, I'm going to put all this stuff in a box and I'm not going to touch the box. And if the box still exists in a year untouched, I'm going to get rid of everything. But then I open the box and I'm like, well, I mean, I didn't use it last year, but maybe next year I need this. No, I don't need it. I love how annoyed you get with yourself. Oh, I'm so annoyed with myself.
0: (laughs) Here are your three random things for today. You know how there are love languages, Jeff Deller? Yeah. There are also sleep languages and understanding which one you are can help you sleep better. Okay. Okay, here they are. You tell me which one you are. Number one is the words of worry sleeper, where your mind just will not shut off at night and you're anxious and, you know, whatever. That's one. Two, the gifted sleeper. Someone who can fall asleep almost anywhere, anytime, with no matter where they are.
1: I am, or I used to be the gifted sleeper. Yeah. Except for in bed at night. If I'm on a plane, I can be asleep before it hits the runway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Before we're in the air. If I'm on a road trip in a car, I can fall asleep, unless I'm driving, of course. I can fall asleep. No problem. If I'm on the couch, no problem. When I get in bed at night at proper bedtime, on my phone until 2 a.m.
0: Okay. Um, The number three is the routine perfectionist sleeper. Um, You have a strict sleep schedule and a pre-bedtime routine, and you feel anxious if you can't do that
1: routine for some reason. That would be me if I had the routine.
0: Number four, the too hot to handle sleeper, which is um, if you're sweating a lot when you sleep. That's you. And then the five is the light as a feather sleeper where you get plenty of sleep, but you're not in a deep sleep. Which one do you think you are?
1: I don't think any of those fit me. Do you?
0: Um, I think you're a words of worry sleeper. I think you get caught up in social media and stuff like that. And then your brain like that's, has a hard time shutting off because of the things that you do right before bed.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's, it's not worry that like, I'm not lying up saying, Oh, or
0: you could be a light as a feather sleeper.
1: Where I don't get deep sleep. Yeah. Maybe I had some bad insomnia a couple months ago. Could yeah. not figure it out. I mean, I was, I was getting four hours of sleep at night, a night, And it went on for a month. It was so weird. And that's just kind of fixed itself.
0: So if you are a words Vory sleeper, like I think Jeff is, um, you should try doing sleep meditations, which I can personally attest to. I love them, but only do five minutes. Uh, And stop scrolling on social media.
1: Yeah. Which um, I will tell you, this is not an exaggeration. The alarm clock thing. It's an alarm clock, but I don't use the alarm the the clock it's not a radio, the clock mm-hmm. that sits on my nightstand,
0: the new one that I got you,
1: the new one that you found that has. That only shows the time if you touch it is a game changer, game changer, mm-hmm. because I no longer have to turn my phone on to see what time it is So when I get up in the middle of the night to go use the bathroom. Uh, there's nothing before I would get back into bed and then I would touch my phone just to see what time it is. And then I would see, Oh, two text messages. And we have so many podcasters that we work with that work late at night that are just mm-hmm. night out, the creative people. So it's not unusual t- to get an overnight text message, but when I see it at 2am, I have to read it. This thing highly, highly recommend your second random thing is just for people who love them some Dairy Queen. The Blizzard was born in 1985. And to celebrate the anniversary this year of the Blizzard, uh, it's not even a big anniversary, is it? I don't
0: know. Yeah, 85,
1: 95, 2005, 2015, hey, 40.
0: Hey, does it need to be a big one if you're going for a marketing so, angle?
1: No. Yeah, what is it, 38 years? weird uh anywho with the for the 38th anniversary of the blizzard they uh are bringing back the s'mores blizzard which is thanks to a fan vote and the summer blizzard treat menu which has a cotton candy blizzard uh choco dipped strawberry blizzard and then a couple new flavors including the oreo brookie and the peanut butter puppy chow.
0: Ooh, I bet the Oreo brookie is really good.
1: Um, between now and the 23rd of April, if you place your order through the mobile app, you will only pay 85 cents. That's to-
0: a genius way for them to get info. And to
1: yeah, to immediately get their people customers. to sign up for yeah. the app. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh so if you're a, a dairy queen fan, and that right there actually might get me to go seek out a dairy queen.
0: Even though there's not one in a 10-mile radius of our house.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's the we know this because um one time We were both craving Dairy Queen and we downloaded the Dairy Queen app in order to find Dairy Queens that were close to us.
0: Um, If you just heard that, no, you didn't. Okay. Um, (laughs) There's a survey that says that moms are better with certain things that have to do with kids than dads, um, but dads are better in certain areas. Would you like to guess who is more likely to be better at bedtime, moms or dads?
1: in this it depends on how you define better i think ellie would argue that i'm better i think you are
0: better at bedtime because most most it says 59% of the time
1: moms are better yeah because um, you are you're efficient you're get in get out get on with your life yeah i
0: Jeff has soap fights with ellie yeah we
1: have water fights we uh destroy the bathroom we read six books. We run from Ellie's room to mama's room.
0: Yeah, no, we we don't <laughs> do that when I'm on bedtime. When I'm on bedtime,
1: we brush our teeth,
0: we wash our face, we put on our jammies, we lotion up, we Kelly. sit and read one book, and then we say what we say before we go goodnight. And that's it. Um, who is more likely to do bath time to be better at bath time? Moms or dads? Moms. 100%. No, not really. I mean, 71%. Um, and then managing tantrums. Who's better? Moms or dads?
1: Um, overall, probably mom. I think moms are better at everything.
0: It says dads. Really? Yeah. I think you're better at managing elite tantrums than I am.
1: You take them very personally.
0: It's not that I take them personally. I just know that you're way better because you're very good at de-escalating her. Yeah. And I get anxious about it. So I always just like, Jeff, help. And then you're like, Ellie, look, a squirrel. She's like, where? And then it's over. Yeah. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Upside podcast. With Callie
2: and Jeff most people learn about the Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone
0: you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow.
1: Do we care about the coronation?
0: To be totally honest, I don't.
1: I think it's coming up this week.
0: Is it this week?
1: I think so, or next week. It's happening very quickly, I think. I,
0: I, know, I know it's soon, I didn't know when. Yeah, I. I'm gonna say I'm not the biggest Prince Charles fan. Uh, Probably because I'm a millennial and we were big like Princess Di fans, yeah. so I'm kind of like, mm, I, I do like some things about him, but I just feel like, I also feel like it's really hard to fill the shoes after the queen.
1: That's the thing. I thought I was a big fan of the royal families. Um, what's it called? Aesthetic, I don't know, for lack of a better word. The ceremony I like ceremony. Mm-hmm. I like thing. I like the way they do stuff in Great Britain, you know, the House of Parliament where they're shouting at each other and they wear wigs. Neat. And yeah. All of that. And and the planning that goes into the queen's funeral or her jubilee and Mm -hmm. how they come out on the balcony and I just always thought that and now I realize I think I just liked it because it was the queen yeah you know yeah and now it's not the queen and I'm like
0: meh yeah because I'm like would I be excited if William were being born? like I don't think so yeah I think I might be I mean I appreciate the fashion but uh, I don't know
3: Good morning, guys. It's Liz. It's uh, Monday. I'm listening to the Monday show, and you are talking about Ellie's preschool stuff. I just have to say, Kelly, welcome to parenting in a somewhat affluent area in the suburbs of a big city where it sometimes feels like the Hunger Games. It's just hard. And, And unfortunately, I've got high schoolers and middle schoolers, and the feeling of I'm not catching up enough or I'm not doing enough or people are judging me or people are mom shaming me is pervasive. And you just have to know who you are and remember that you're a great parent and you're showing up for your kid and that's what matters. I think you guys are doing a great job. I love that you were both able to go to the Easter egg hunt together. I can't wait to keep listening to the show to see how that all went and It's okay. You guys did right by Ellie. It was fun. You enjoyed it. But unfortunately, welcome to Parenting in 2023. You're going to be great. Bye.
4: I wasn't going to share
2: this story. This happened a few weeks ago because it was really just very upsetting. And I didn't want to, like, worry people, but it made me realize, like, how grateful we are to have, you know, our health and our lives every single day. But um, anybody who's listening to kids, you might want to turn this down. I don't think it's really child-appropriate. Um, But, Callie, you were talking about how there's the arms guard outside Ellie's school now, and I thought I would share what happened. I work in healthcare here in Atlanta, and our director of nursing comes over to the intercom in a very serious kind of like everybody, you know, be quiet and listen, and calls a code, and she says that nobody can enter or leave, we need to shut all the patients' doors, et cetera. Come to find out, one of the patients' wives She called 911 and said, I'm on my way there. I'm going to SHOOT, my husband, and then myself. And what made it so terrifying, well, even more terrifying than the threat, was that a few minutes before, one of the nurses saw a woman go into this patient's room. Luckily, it ended up not being the wife. It happened to be their neighbor. But still, so in that moment, we are all terrified. I was shaking. I've never been so scared in my entire life, not knowing if there was an active gun in the building, a crazy person, the whole outside becomes swarmed with police. It was the scariest, truly the scariest thing I've ever gone through, and I, my heart just literally breaks for people that have lived through a shooting experience. I mean, I cannot even imagine. I, I left work shaking still. Anyways, that's the story. Not to be a downer,
4: but, you know, love love your people. Bye, guys. Hi, Callie and Jeff. I just had to pause the podcast really quick because you were talking about that lady who said, oh, you know, about the couple, blah, 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 being there or whatever. Even if she was meaning it rude, just y'all do it anyways. Be, quote, unquote, those people because it, it's really not those people. It's such a blessing, such a gift, and I wish my husband would have been able to do more things and so does he in fact he said the best time of his life as far as like being with the kids and stuff is when we lost our job lost everything we owned but he was able during that time to come and go to the kids school and be with all their activities and actually be there for everything and he loved it and he said that was the biggest blessing that came out of 2008 (laughs) um but anyway so i just want to say i think it's awesome i i'm excited for you guys i'm you know i just i don't know what else to say i'm rambling on but y'all have a great day okay bye happiness is amazing it's so amazing it doesn't
0: matter if it's yours or not it's that lovely thing a society grows great when old men plant trees the shade of which they know they will never sit in good people do things for other people that's it the end